0: Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now, you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show.
1: So today, after four
2: years, the people have delivered their verdict.
3: Freedom is here to stay.
2: There you go. Now, how can that exist? How can that exist? The biggest victory in the country yesterday. How can that, the biggest victory? victory in our country yesterday exists in a country where this exists feelings about the way
4: things are going in the u.s this is a bleak picture from this electorate look down here 39 percent dissatisfied 34 percent are downright angry that's 73 percent clearly this is
2: donald trump's problem right i mean this is donald trump did all this stuff didn't
4: he Of the electorate, uh, tell us they're dissatisfied or angry. Only five percent enthusiastic. Twenty percent.
2: Yeah, and why, why would the American people, uh, you know, want to hear, uh, or, or I should say, win, uh, or cause the biggest election victory in the country for this guy?
3: We fight the
1: woke in the legislature we fight the woke in the schools we fight the woke in the
3: corporations we will never ever surrender to the woke mob florida is where woke goes to die how can that
2: exist in a country where the uh, the people are very unhappy with the president of the united states and the direction of the country i don't know it's kind of weird when you think about it Hello and welcome to the show, guys. I'm glad to uh, to have you here. Uh, a couple of things here. I, I've got a, a lot of stuff on the plate with regard to last night. As far as uh, laying down and going boo-frickety-hoo, don't do it, okay? I'm d- not going to hear it. Not going to hear it today. No boo-frickety-hoo. But I'm going to tell you right now, in Florida, and if you may have seen this online, uh, the Florida banned mass mail-in ballots, banned ballot harvesting, requires a voter ID, and Governor DeSantis created an election police force, and he barred the DOJ. It's kind of strange how uh, he ultimately won the biggest victory in the entire country yesterday doing all those things. And the places generally where Democrats uh, uh, swept in, uh, they don't have those same kind of safeguards with regard to the election. Now, am I saying that the election was stolen? No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is that if you think this was a a big victory for Joe Biden, you would be absolutely wrong. If you think this would be a big defeat for Donald Trump, I think you'd be wrong, too. Because I can tell you, all of the people who are saying that uh, this election was the final nail in Trump's coffin have been driving nails for the last six years on Donald Trump. And I gotta tell you, I think when you look at uh, overall the country writ large with regard to uh, control of social media, big media, uh, the narrative nationally, uh, 100% of stories are negative against GOP candidates, I mean, across the board, I guess you should be pleased that any Republicans could win, let alone some winning by gigantic margins of 20% like Ron DeSantis in Florida. Isn't that amazing? How is it that any Republicans could win when we know the DHS literally is involved with Facebook and Twitter editing, restricting conservative content? Isn't that weird? How is it anybody can live? How is it any party uh, that is the uh, the, uh, under party... The less represented party win any offices in a country that essentially has become the Soviet Union. How's it possible? As I mentioned, you've got a uh, governor in Florida who did those things. He also was a no-nonsense conservative. He also flipped Miami-Dade, which I believe last election was a 30%-plus Democrat stronghold. How did that happen? How didn't this happen in, uh, in Arizona with Kerry Lake? We're still waiting on Kerry Lake right now. Katie Hobbs appears to be uh, ahead by less than one percentage point. And oddly enough, Maricopa County did a face plant yesterday. 25 to 30 percent of the machines not working, people being forced to go to other locations, Carrie Lake ultimately saying, hey, you know what, I'm going to go to a Democrat bastion and I'm going to vote there. And she went there and guess what? No problems whatsoever. So this isn't about uh, election fraud. I'm not going to go down that because... Here's what we need to do. We need to wake up today, and we need to dust ourselves off, and we need to say that maybe we didn't get the the wave that we wanted yesterday. We didn't get it. I wanted it, man. I wanted payback. I wanted payback for all the crap, all the malfeasance, all the nonsense. And I think most people did. Why in the heck would CNN run a story yesterday that said 70% of us are mad at Joe Biden and the direction of the country? Please explain to me. Please explain to me. Why? Uh 4.5 million cash strapped Americans <clears throat> have turned to second jobs. Uh please explain to me why 1 in 4 Americans can uh, can only afford to spend less than $100 on Thanksgiving. Please explain to me that 1 in 4 Americans skipping Thanksgiving due to high food costs uh, how that would be a vote for Joe Biden. How how that would uh that would translate into a vote for Joe Biden. Please explain to me how government data shows death to alcohol spiked nearly 30% in America during the first year of the coronavirus pandemic, and they still want to vote for Joe Biden. How about skyrocketing inflation, causing major financial strains across all income groups? Apparently, that makes people want to vote for Joe Biden, but not necessarily. Not necessarily. We did not get the wave we wanted. I wanted the big wave. But when you consider the waves that we are fighting against, I'd say we did pretty damn well. And I would venture to say that in any other country where you have so much against you every single day. And by the way, if you watch any of the major uh, networks, if you watch uh, NPR or listen to NBR or watch PBS, you wouldn't even know that inflation was a problem until you go to the store. I don't think Americans were voting for higher gas prices. I don't think uh, Americans were voting for Joe Biden. And I don't think they were necessarily voting against Donald Trump, but I will tell you, I believe that this wasn't a failure of Donald Trump. Donald Trump is not in office. Donald Trump is an individual now. He is an ex-president. He does uh, does hold a terrific amount of sway in the Republican Party, but in the face of all the things that I just said, all of the negatives with regard to the economy, all of the uh, negatives with regard to woke nonsense, all of the negatives with regard to crime in inner cities, all of the negatives with regard to the southern border being wide open, I would venture to say the fact that more Republicans didn't sweep in is not the fault of Donald Trump they're the fault of Mitch frickin' McConnell and they are the fault of Kevin McCarthy and they are fault of Republican leadership in Washington D.C. why could they not deliver a victory you want to try to blame this on Trump candidates you go right ahead but he isn't in charge he is not the head of the party you can say he is the head of the party but he's not the head of the party The head of the party is in Washington, D.C., and this should have been a cakewalk for them. They should have been able to find candidates that they support, who support all of the the principles that we hold dear to us, and he should have propelled them to office. They should have, I should say. But they didn't. A couple of other observations from last night, and I think this is sad. Several states have terminal cases of stupid. One of them is New York. The people of New York, I guess, have voted for more crime. They don't have a problem with people being shoved in front of uh, subway trains. They don't have a problem with high taxes. Why are so many people leaving New York? What about California? California, people are streaming out of California. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. If they were doing such a great job in California or New York, why are people not leaving Florida and going to New York and California? Why are people not leaving Texas and going to New York or California? Maryland. Maryland elected its first black governor. When Barack Obama was elected the president of the United States, I said, congratulations. I think it's amazing that America uh, elected a black man. I just wish it hadn't been this black man. Because I'm colorblind. I don't care about color. All I cared about was policy. Michigan. Michigan's got uh, irrevocably stupid, and Illinois. And I'm just talking about Democrat voters there. I'm just talking about people who voted for the nonsense in the face all of it. Oregon and Washington again. If I were living in in any of those states, I got to tell you, I would seriously consider saying, hey, you know, it's just really not, it's really not worth it anymore. It's happening in New York. New York and California, that's already happening. It's, is it going to come to Maryland? Is Maryland going to become the next uh, New York? Uh, it wouldn't surprise me. There's a point after a while that you can't live with uh, without representation anymore. There's a point you just kind of have to say, you know, uh, I can move anywhere in the country that I want to live, and I really think that I'd be better off living somewhere else where I can have more freedom, where my vote actually matters. How about that? All of those things, Right. I would venture to say, considering the headwinds that we fight against every single day as conservatives, that we did pretty well yesterday, even though our rage, our anger, our upset apparently didn't resonate with those who think abortion is more important or were willing to look the other way with regard to uh, crime in this country or even deny that it even exists, which I find laughable. So those states, like uh, Maryland, Michigan, California, Illinois, New York, they will sleep in the bed they made. And we'll see if unfettered abortion will help you pay your gas bill. And we will see if uh, an open border will uh, pay for Christmas this year. I did a list of, uh, of things that I'm going to share with you in a second as I uh, digested this. And it's been a long night for most of us. And there are still a lot of races open. There are still a lot of possibilities. We know right now the, uh, the balance of power, the, it hangs in the balance. It looks like Republicans will have the House of Representatives. We had hoped we were going to win by 30, 30 40 seats, but that didn't happen. But hopefully we'll be able to drive Nancy Pelosi out of power and stem the damage that has been done by this president. Because he is in the White House for another two years. I said when he was, I'm just putting air quotes here, elected, that what we had to do would uh, would be to try to stem the damage that he could do. And he did more than I ever thought he could do in the first two years. We have a runoff in Georgia. That's going to be in December, so we'll know where that seat is going to go. Hopefully, Brian Kemp will throw his uh, support behind Herschel Walker, and they'll be able to pull that one out. But I'm not giving up. I'm not feeling down. We didn't get exactly what we wanted, but neither did did they. It wasn't a resounding victory for Joe Biden. Not one little bit. It wasn't a resounding victory for Nancy Pelosi. Not one little bit. The fact that so many uh, of our candidates, sir, it's just Doug Mastriano, lost in Pennsylvania. Maybe he was hoping against hope that the that uh, the the left would uh, would lose in that state, but they didn't. Oz and Fetterman, you can debate all day about that, but let's face it: a lot of money comes in from outside sources, and a lot of a lot of Democrats uh, are in power. They are in Scottsdale, in the state of Pennsylvania, and it's almost impossible to win. Unfortunately, the people of Pennsylvania are going to suffer because of it. But some have chosen to suffer. So I, uh, I am, uh, well, I'd love to hear your calls. Here's the number. It's 800-922-6680. This is not a day to uh, mourn. It is not exactly what we wanted. But the only way you can win is when you suffer, I would call, possibly a defeat compared to your expectations. you got to pick your back, yourself back up. You've got to come up with a new strategy, and you got to fight for what you believe in. We have no time for moping and doping, kids. Here's the number, 800-922-6680. I've got a lot of good news, okay? There is a lot of good news to be had. We have a lot of things to be very optimistic about, and we are willing to fight for all of them. This is a post-election edition of The Rob Carson Show. Back in a few.
0: He's the best thing to come out of Iowa since Superman and Captain Kirk. It's The Rob Carson Show.
3: We are not sunk yet. We will never surrender. We will never give up. Never, never, never. It's not who we are. It's not what we do. We never give up.
2: Now, that was uh, a quote that I played yesterday from Rush Limbaugh. Uh, Yesterday's was the first election, midterm election, in about 33 years that we haven't had Rush Limbaugh's commentary the day before or the day after. And what did he just say there? He said that we never give up. We never give up. In the, in the face of the strongest headways, headwinds. we never give up. And when we have the ability to truly compete in the arena of ideas, we win, and we win profoundly. In a state like Florida, where there's uh, no, no nonsense voting you, you cannot do the, the mail-in ballots. You cannot do all of the nonsense that they do in states like New York and like Michigan and others. And consequently, people like Ron DeSantis absolutely wreck The Democrat Party.
1: We fight the woke in the
3: legislature. We fight the woke in the schools. We fight the woke in the corporations. We will never ever surrender to the woke mob. Florida is where woke goes to die.
2: There is no other race in the country that was more profound and more big than Ron DeSantis' victory yesterday by 20 points. There was no no victory as profound as the victory that Marco Rubio had yesterday over Val Deming. Nobody in the country. So they should be a metaphor for the entire country on what victory looks like. Yeah. Here is, uh, this is another, this is yesterday on CNN. I want you to listen, no, no, it's this morning. This is this morning on CNN. I want you to think about this. Listen carefully to what happened in Florida.
4: Can we just talk about Florida because we oh. really haven't a ch- haven't had a chance to to do that? I was texting with a, a source in Florida, political source, uh, who pointed out to me that this will be the first time since Reconstruction that Florida won't have any Democrats in statewide office. Mm-hmm. Period.
2: Well, there you go. See what happens when uh, you actually uh, uh, have some election integrity. All right. See what happens when you have a strong leader who doesn't take anything uh, from the press and doesn't stand for to be quite honest? Kari uh, Lake has done the same thing in, uh, in Arizona, but their election system is screwed. I mean, it is. There's no doubt about it. There's no doubt that there is BS in Arizona. And the funny thing is that one of the candidates for governor just happens to be the Secretary of State who's in charge of it. Nothing to see there, though. Nothing to see there in the largest county in Arizona with 30% of the machines not working yesterday. People being turned away. And then when Kerry Lake decides to go to a liberal bastion and vote, no problems whatsoever. Secretary of State. Really? Really? All we are asking for is an even playing field where the DHS doesn't work with Facebook and Twitter, literally, to formalize a process for governor officials to directly flag content on Facebook or Instagram and request that it be throttled and suppressed through a special Facebook portal. That happened. That happened. The FBI covered up under Biden's laptop story. The FBI worked with Hillary Clinton in 2016. I could look at the past. I'd rather look to the future, but I'm bringing those up because it's remarkable that anybody wins from the GOP, when you look at all of the things that we face, but we do, but we do in a big way, here's some good news. And I'm going to do my very best to focus on good news today. You know, when I said that uh, a lot of people are saying that the uh, this election was the, the, the final uh, nail into Donald Trump's coffin, well, I hate to tell you this, but uh, Beto O'Rourke and Stacey Abrams... Uh, their, uh, their coffins have been sealed efficiently with nails, by the way, and hermetically sealed. Yeah. Beto O'Rourke has run three times. They've spent 200, 165 million dollars on Beto O'Rourke, the golden boy of the Democrat party. And he got stomped yesterday. Stacey Abrams, uh, who is uh, very good at election theft. I mean, really, really, really good at it. She couldn't muster a victory yesterday in Georgia, despite the fact they spent $60 million on her. It's pretty remarkable when you think about it. Let's go to Todd in Glenn Bernie. Hello there, Todd. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Your thoughts, please.
5: Hey, Rob. How you doing, brother?
2: I'm good, good. What's up?
5: Good. Hey, I agree with everything you said about... Um, you know blaming Donald Trump for anything Donald yeah. Trump changed his party for the better yes
2: he, no yes he did doubt about yes he did
5: but what I disagree with you about is that there's nothing to mourn today there's plenty to mourn
2: yeah.
5: this should have been an absolute bloodbath yes. and it wasn't it wasn't even close
2: and yes Todd and, 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 and who would you blame for that would you blame the GOP leadership or Donald Trump?
5: Nope, I don't. I don't blame the GOP leadership for Donald Trump. I blame the fact that I think everything is rigged and it's a joke.
2: I'm All right, Tom. On. Thanks for the call. I got to run. I got to run. I got to run. Dick Morris comes up next. We had him on yesterday. He's going to give us a snapshot the day after what we thought would be a Republican wave turned out to be kind of a blue moon. That's on the way. It's the Rob Carson
0: Show. If you don't like his opinion, see the First Amendment and get back to us. It's the Rob Carson Show.
2: It is a Rob Carson show the day after the election. We were hoping there would be a massive red wave since all of the signs were there. I mean, uh, 90% of the American people think inflation is the major issue. 70% of us are worried about the country going in the wrong direction. 70% of the people don't want Joe Biden to run again. So how did this happen? How did we not sweep into power? How do we not have a 30-seat advantage in uh, in the House? And why do we not have a solid four- or five-point or five-seat lead in the Senate? Here is Dick Morris, who uh, has a lot more street cred with regard to uh, involvement in politics than I do, because he's been a part of it. He's been in the thick of it in Washington, D.C., and he joins us on the Newsmax Hotline. How
6: are you today, sir? Well, Rob, I'm better than I was earlier this morning.
2: Yes.
6: Uh, yes. As you look, as you sift through the smoke of the media coverage, yeah. you see that there was a very significant red wave that went on, mm-hmm. and is going on as we speak. Um, it's it's of course finished on the east coast, but the media all lives in the east coast, and the results are coming in on the west. Yes. But um, in the east. Uh, Trump lost New York by 22 points. Zeldin lost it by five. That's a 17-point game. Yeah. And in Florida, DeSantis won by 20 points, mm-hmm. and Trump won by three points. So that's a 17-point game. Yes. And it looks like the Republicans will take the House. Which is very significant, oh, yes, and yes. we don't know the margin yet. But let's assume it's something in the range of fifteen seats or twenty seats. You got to add to that the fourteen seats Republicans picked up in twenty twenty uh, from oh. twenty eighteen. So combined, it's be a thirty five or forty seat swing, yeah. which is a hell of a swing. Yeah. And in the Senate races, we're dependent here on on counting of votes, which is not the strong suit of these Western states. Yeah. But at the moment, Laxalt is 250,000 votes ahead in Nevada. Wow. And uh, most of the, all of the vote in that state is mailing, yeah. So they won't have a complete tally until Thursday. Mm-hmm. But my sources tell me Laxalt will win. Good. And then it comes down to Arizona. In Arizona, uh, at the beginning, at the end of last night, uh, Lake was down by several hundred thousand. She's now down by about twenty. Okay. And Masters, the Senate candidate, was down by about three hundred thousand. He's now down by about eighty. Okay. <laughs> and there are four hundred and fifty thousand votes yet to be counted. Um, mm-hmm. What happened in Narcoba County and the rest of the state is that uh, everybody voted in person. Large numbers voted in person. Yes. and The lines were such that they weren't over until 11 or midnight their time, which is 3 in the morning our time. Yes. And uh, we don't know what's going to happen yet, but Rick Grinnell, who's the former intelligence director under Trump, Uh, is on the ground there, and he says that with each new tranche of voters that gets counted, um, the the Republican ticket gains about uh, moves up significantly, winning them by about 20 points, 60-40, with each new tranche of voters. And since these are largely in-person votes that Republicans tend to win, there's some credibility there. Rinell Rinell flatly predicts that Lake will win— And that uh, Masters will win. Really? Blake will win by a lot, and Masters will win by a little. And um, we don't know that yet, but we'll know in a day.
2: Now, let me ask
6: you this, Nick. When you put put these together, who gives a damn about Georgia? Yeah. It would be 51-48 Republicans, uh, and Georgia won't make the difference.
2: Gotcha. Yep. Let me ask you this, because a lot of people today are saying that this race was the last nail in Donald Trump's coffin, uh, which I think is ludicrous. I, I would venture to say if any coffins have been sealed, it's Stacey Abrams. Uh <laughs> <laughs> among others, but uh, the people who say that are the ones who've been driving the nails for the last five years. Uh, so what are your thoughts on, on that, uh, whereas Donald Trump has 70% of the party voting saying that Donald Trump was the candidate of choice, and today uh, people like Megan McCain say, oh, yeah, he's over. Uh, I'd like to know your thoughts because I do not believe okay. that, not one little bit. Go ahead.
6: That's absurd, and it uh, reflects their priorities in the way they approach this process. Uh, they don't care as much about the Republican win as they do about getting rid of Donald Trump, and they have that in common with the Democratic Party. Uh, mm-hmm. You look at the stat I said earlier in the, in the show. Uh, New, the Republicans gained 17 points in New York and 17 points in Florida. And they're saying the 17 in Florida is uh, is DeSantis's credit, not Trump's. And the 17 points in New York, they don't even mention or think about. And the 17-point gain in New York was very significant in that it was really the key, in many cases, to winning the House. Because the Democrats, the Republicans, flipped three seats in New York. Out of 25, that was significant. Right. And uh, New York and Florida were the places where the, the Republicans achieved the most significant gains. There are still a lot of seats in California outstanding we won't know the final numbers but to look at a week at an election in which the republicans carried the house which is terribly important yes. and maybe the senate too and say it's not a red wave is yeah. absurd and then look at the candidates who trump supported often over the opposition of mitch mcconnell the so-called senate minority leader um uh, Vance won one in ohio um uh, the uh, Walker is, is, is in a dead heat runoff in Georgia, uh, and his candidates and uh, the candidates throughout the country uh, have done very well winning their primaries. We did lose Oz in Pennsylvania, which was yeah. kind of cast at Paul over the evening but by one point. But I think that when you look at the overall results, they're pretty damn good for the Republicans.
2: Good, good um yeah, let me ask you this uh, with regard to you know we had uh, great uh, uh, maybe unrealistic hopes for uh, this massive uh, this massive sweep, although you know and I'm glad we're talking today because you've you put things into perspective for those of us who were uh, slightly disappointed, but would you say that uh, the the uh, the burden more lies in republican leadership in washington d c than on Donald Trump? with regard yeah. to the red w- wave that we, that we really wanted to see. Because I would, I would venture to say that certainly it belongs in Washington, D.C., uh, certainly involves support of, uh, of uh, Republican candidates around the country by Mitch McConnell that he failed to do. What do you think?
6: Well, he, put, he knifed Baldrick in the back, Lance. Yes. He knifed Masters in the back, Arizona. He knifed Dixon in the back, Michigan. Uh, he uh, knifed um, Kelly Kelly Laken back Arizona. Um, all of these candidates received no help from McConnell's committee, McConnell's PAC. and yep. in some cases the help was pulled at the last minute, and uh, they either lost or been or, or if they won, it's only because of the infusion of private money that they were able to raise. But. Rather than rehash that, I'd like yeah. to look forward to what this means. Please. We, one, house, one, one House is not one hand clapping. If all we win is the House and not the Senate, uh, I don't think it's going to make much difference that we didn't win the Senate. Okay. Uh, once you have the House, you can control uh, the flow of legislation, and Biden will not be able to pass a single thing with the Republicans in control of the House. The House is a very disciplined body, unlike the Senate. And nobody particularly thinks for themselves they march according to a united beat. And I think McCarthy will probably be able to sustain a lot of that. And I think Biden has passed his last bill. I think this marks effectively. You made a very good point when we spoke yesterday, the yeah. day before yesterday, which was that this was the end of Obama's third term, and uh, his third term is ending in the House right now, because for two years he could pass legislation, and now he cannot. So I think that's the first point. The second point is that it doesn't matter how many gabble you have pounding on Joe Biden's head, one is enough, and the House (laughs) committee chairman will be able to do all that we need to do to investigate Hunter Biden and to investigate uh, Joe Biden's dealings in Russia and Ukraine and investigate the Chinese communist influence and all of that. So, And also investigate the politicization of the FBI. Very good. So both from a legislative and an investigative standpoint, it really doesn't matter a whole hell of a lot who controls the Senate. Very good. And let me also point out that in 24, uh, two-thirds of the seats that are up are democrat whereas this year they were republican so the democrats have the same vulnerability in 24 the republicans have this year guys like joe manchin who probably are not going to get reelected. so um we have a very good chance of a strong majority in the senate in uh, 2024 which would be the start of a trump term yes but the third thing i want to say if i have a moment oh please Is that if you look at the interest rates that the Fed is charging and the increase that is likely, you have to conclude that this economy is going to absolutely go into the tank uh, to the extent it's not already as 23 unfolds. Obviously, we're headed towards something very similar to 1979 and 1980. uh, That that uh, that. Cost the defeat that cost Bush's, by Bush's job, and uh, led to the Clinton victory, uh, and some and something very similar to 1980 and 81 that cost Jimmy Carter his job and led to the Reagan victory. Yeah. <laughs> in both cases, you had this severe recessions caused by major increases in interest rates by the Fed going up the size. 15 and 18 percent, and unemployment soaring and inflation remaining high. In that environment, there is no no doubt that the Republicans are going to win the 24 election. How can the Democrats possibly win it when they're in charge while this is happening, particularly with the inflation that caused all this being their fault? Um, It's like the Hoover Roosevelt election of 1932, a very foregone conclusion because of the economy, exactly, so exactly. That's kind of the overall
2: view that I have. Uh, D- Dick Morse, can you hold on a second? I'd like to do another segment with you. I want to talk about the winners yesterday, uh, particularly I, I, with. Uh, I can't
6: because. Oh, you can't, can't. Okay, I've got it. At 2 o'clock, I've, at 1 o'clock, I've got to be honest. All right,
2: uh, Dick Morris, thank you for your insight today, um, and thank you for the, the optimism and the the uh, uh, the perspective that you offered today, because I think it means a lot You're to welcome. a lot of people, because a lot of people are upset about thank this, you. and I'm telling them, you got to chin up. We're doing okay. We're doing just fine. Considering the headwinds, I think only, we did very well.
6: I'm doing only two or three radio shows today, one of which is yours, because of the profundity, really, of your analysis in our last discussion. Very
7: good.
2: You. All right. Have a glorious day, my friend. Uh, God bless. Godspeed. Bye-bye. And we'll talk again soon. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show.
0: His first-grade teacher said he talked out of turn. Worse after he's missed a day. Well, things haven't changed. It's the Rob Carson Show.
2: I want to thank Dick Morris for being on the show today. I uh, think he provided a much-needed perspective with regard to uh, what happened in the country yesterday. Uh, New York, uh, as far as Republicans, uh, rocked the party with the exception of Kathy Hochul. Nothing we can do about that. Uh, also, uh, Florida was owned by Ron DeSantis. The so Republicans up uh, 17 from the previous election 17 in new york as well so you can be uh, you can be upset you can mope and dope around or you can say hey you know what we've got a lot uh, to be very happy about uh and again i'm going to tell you that in despite all of the headwinds that we faced we had victory and as dick said it looks like we are going to be in control of the house of representatives which is massive as dick said this would mean that don or that uh, joe biden has passed his final bill now, does that not mean that he can uh, try the uh, executive action and all that? Sure, of course, he's going to try it. He's going to try anything he can. He can by hook or by crook. But think about some other things that have happened during this election cycle. Think about and and before you blame Donald Trump, you say, "Oh, Donald Trump! You know this this election was the final nail in his coffin." Donald Trump changed the Supreme Court. Donald Trump caused a bellwether shift in the Supreme Court, which has been enormously powerful and will continue to be as long as the conservative justices are alive and in the majority. That's pretty damn big. Darn big. Sorry. Donald Trump also fundamentally changed the GOP, and the GOP is going to have to respond in kind to that change. Did you notice Did you notice that uh, uh, the the Bush and Cheney's are no longer in charge of the GOP? Did you notice that? Did you notice that 20% of black Americans switched to the GOP? That was a major gain. Did you see all of the Hispanics who went to the GOP? But they lost to South Texas, Texas. There are a lot of other things going on there. And by the way, Maya Flores won a seat in Congress briefly in a district that's been Democrat for 150 years. So try to tell me that they didn't make some adjustments in that district to put Myra Flores out. Doesn't change what happened in Florida. Doesn't change what happened across the country with regard to a change in attitude. With the Republican Party. The Republican Party is the party of the working class. The Democrat Party is the party of the elite. The Democrat Party is the party of, of uh, mail-in ballots and drop boxes and other nonsense. And we will have to address all of that. Because Republicans win massively when you go in and vote in person. Democrats eke by a victory when there's all sorts of bull crap involved. That's just the way it works. When it comes to competing in the arena of ideas, Republicans win. That's why, you know, I say that uh, 70% of us believe the economy is going south, 80% of us feel the country is going in the wrong direction. That ain't because of Donald Trump. That ain't because Republican policies of lower taxes and a closed border. That's all on the feeble man in the White House. All of it is. Here's a little bit of uh, here's a little bit of good news. This is uh, Newt Gingrich last night. Uh, no, this morning actually, Newt Gingrich, uh, and he was a man who was in charge of the uh, Contract with America, ushered in uh, Republicans into power, both houses of Congress for the first time in forty years in 1994. And here is some uh, a little sunshine for you, uh,
1: Governor Kemp. Like many Republican governors, had a big night. Uh, <clears throat> probably spent the end of uh, Stacey Abrams' career in politics. I think that uh, Herschel did not. Did you hear that? Stacey Abrams is done. i get all the votes that the governor did, obviously, or uh, that race would be over. So it looks like it's going to go to a runoff. Mm-hmm. Governor Kemp huge ability, I think, to influence that runoff. Uh, <clears throat> and
2: this will be the second time. That By we- the way, Kemp did not uh, run with with uh, with Herschel Walker. He did not campaign with Herschel Walker. Warnock's ended up on a runoff. So
1: I don't know what that says about how narrow the margins are in Georgia. Great but everywhere in the country governors had had a big night Kemper sure. is an example but uh, you, know, you look at the scale of the republican governor texas florida victories uh, that's something it looks like Arizona. You know, we did not do as well in the House and Senate as I thought we would do. And as yep. I said on this show, I thought we'd do. So there's a But lot. Republicans still kicked butt. Not to study. A lot of seats were gained, kids. Just maybe not as many as we wanted. But uh, What happened, we did very well with governors. Uh, and in that sense, it was a huge night uh, for Republican government at the state level. Yeah, and what about Florida? You know, I think Governor DeSantis is the biggest single winner of the night. And he will almost certainly become uh, the rallying point for everybody in the Republican Party who wants to move beyond President Trump. I wouldn't say we're all moving
2: past President Trump, and I'll explain to that a little bit
1: later. Uh, which would make for a pretty remarkable race. DeSantis did very well, uh, but, but so, frankly, did Marco Rubio, who did almost as well. And uh,
2: President Trump was in Miami with Rubio uh, two nights before. The... Now we got much more on this. Your phone calls are welcome at 800 This is The Rob Carson Show.
3: It's our America. We built it. Courage. Freedom. Millions go to Newsmax when they need to know.
0: Start today on the free Newsmax app. Newsmax is real news for real people.
2: If you've ever wanted to generate your own supply of free electricity, this will be the most important message you will ever hear. Here's why. With new grid vulnerabilities, with electrical rates rising faster than any time in American history, there's never been a better time to protect your family with a plug-and-play solar generator. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving electrical power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, a solar generator runs quietly, emits no fumes, produces an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. It's like having an electric power plant running secretly in your own home. Run sump pumps, shortwave radios, computers, even keeps food from spoiling. Whether it's dangerous storms, brownouts, or blackouts, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Go to RobOffGrid.com. RobOffGrid.com to learn more. Use coupon code ROB and get over $1,500 in free off-grid bonuses available now at RobOffGrid.com.
0: Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now, you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show.
2: It is the Rob Carson Show. It is the day after the midterm 2022. The, uh, probably the most important midterm that we've had in the last, uh, well, as long as I've been alive. Here's the positive. Here's the positive. This is the headline in Politico this morning. Dems stun in battlegrounds, but GOP still poised to capture narrow house victory. There you go. That's the positive, positive. and it was no uh, simple task to do, by the way, uh, especially when you've got a, uh, a conservative leadership in Washington, D.C., who are more concerned with their chairmanship and their leadership than they are with the people of the country. So the positive is, provided that all goes as planned, and we believe it is, at least with the House of Representatives, that Joe Biden, according to Dick Morris last hour, says that Joe Biden's last bill to pass successfully uh, happened before the election. So that's a positive. Let's look at some other stuff. Let's look at uh, Tim Scott winning in South Carolina. Chuck Grassley in Iowa. Chuck Grassley going to be very involved in FBI, FBI uh, whistleblower and the FBI investigation into uh, election collusion and uh, and Hunter Biden's laptop. That's positive. John Thune, South Dakota. John Kennedy, Louisiana, walked away. Rand Paul in Kentucky, walked away. Jerry Moran in Kansas. Uh, you know, Kansas. I live in Kansas. You know, we'll take it. Whatever. John Boozman in Arkansas. Todd Young Alabama in Indiana. Mark Wayne, Mullen in Oklahoma. Katie Britt in Alabama. Britt is the first uh, female elected to the Senate from Alabama. Governor Ron DeSantis, Marco Rubio, destroying destroying Democrats in Florida and flipping Florida's Dade County by 17. This is really, really big. This is really, really big. Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Terrific. Fantastic. What can you do about Maryland? Well, there's not a lot you can do about Maryland. I lived in Maryland for a dozen years. I love Maryland. I loved living in Maryland, and I wish that, uh, that I could go back there. Uh, as it is right now, if, if Wes Moore is going to be in charge, then I, I can't justify that. I was writing down a lot of notes last night. And your pardon for uh, my, uh, my uh, changing from subject to subject. But my first thought with regard to those who lost this election Are the people in inner cities and the children in inner city schools in Democrat-run states? The first thought that I had last night about the state of Maryland was that I feel very badly for the kids who go to school at Baltimore Public Schools because they have no say they have been dominated by people who have wrecked their lives. And now the Karens of, uh, of uh, Maryland, and, and I, can, I can say this without, uh, without a doubt, uh, when you look at uh, nationwide, 80% of people of color say that crime is a big deal and 30% of Democrats think it is. Who do you suppose was voting for Wes Moore? Because what's more is the first African-American governor of the state of Maryland. And I guess that provides some relief to uh, to the left in Maryland. They were able to check a box and say that they did something real good. But unfortunately, the fortunes of those in Baltimore will not improve. Not one little bit. And so for those kids, I mourn. For the kids in Philadelphia, I mourn. For kids of color in Philadelphia, the party, the Democrat Party, has once again failed them dramatically. Places like California and San Francisco and uh, and Oregon with Portland made into uh, living hell by Democrat policies and Democrat leaders, apparently they've decided they want to reinvest in that. There's a lot of this uh, self-loathing liberal ideology that happens but unfortunately they may hate themselves but they make other people pay for it they make those below them live by the rules that they voted in while they live in cul-de-sac neighborhoods or gated communities they think that they're able to step in and and uh, have a uh, you know i got this moment for the kids in baltimore schools i'm really really sad i'm really really sad for them Some other losers this election cycle that we should celebrate. It looks like the media no longer holds as much sway over us as it has in the past. 80 plus percent of us don't trust the news media. Twitter just got purchased by uh, Elon Musk ending the uh, faculty lounge that has existed there since its creation. They don't have as much sway as they would have in the past. Facebook just laid off 11,000 workers today. Mark Zuckerberg has lost 73% of his net worth. Part of that is because he colluded, he worked with, and so did Twitter, worked with the DHS to censor free speech in this country. They're paying the price. CNN Plus launched uh, last uh, year, and they, they invested $300 million into CNN Plus, and it did a face plant. CNN and MSNBC are bleeding viewers. Late night television has abandoned late night hosts with the exception of one, and he's a conservative, and his name is Greg Gutfeld. And we're going to take control of the House. It was going to be hard fought. This was the biggest election for the country in my lifetime. This was the biggest election for Republicans because we see the march down the path towards socialism and Marxism, and we wanted to do everything in our power to stop it. It looks like we may have paused it. For the Democrats, they were throwing everything they could because they saw the writing on the wall. They saw the negatives with regard to Joe Biden and his polling and the failure failure that he has he has uh, perpetrated on the rest of us. (laughs) And they fought and they spent, and they spent a ton of money. They spent a billion dollars on this election. Many, many, much of it on, on abortion. So we got two years... Joe Biden is still going to be the president. He says he's going to run in 2024. I still stand by my, uh, my argument that there's no way in hell that he will be able to be the president or even a presidential candidate. And you may think that today, you know, he has a little bit of boost because he didn't lose as many seats as he thought he was going to. But Joe Biden will not be the presidential candidate in 2024. As far as Ron DeSantis, who knows? I am a big supporter of Donald Trump, and Donald Trump, for the last year, has been entertaining crowds of 25,000 or so at every campaign stop. His energy is there. As of uh, last week, 70% of the party supported Donald Trump as the candidate in 2024. Are those people ready to go, oh, we're done with Trump, he really did it? No, they're not. They're not. Ron DeSantis certainly is the rising star in the party. Will Ron DeSantis decide to run in 2024? Who knows? Will Donald Trump announce that he's going to run in 2024? I still believe so. I still believe so. I did a, uh, a list of things that uh, a lot of uh, Democrats and liberals are uh, I guess to some degree claiming some sort of victory for the injury that wasn't as bad as they thought it would be they still got beaten and i did a list of things and why i vote republican and if you want to uh say something about me for voting republican i will respond to you by say pardon me for believing 80 percent of the people who think the country is going in the wrong direction would vote for change in our trajectory Pardon me for believing the massive increase in crime in Democrat-run cities might precipitate a change in leadership. Pardon me for believing Hispanics and other people of color want their kids to grow up living the American dream, believing anything is possible. These are all things, by the way, that the Democrat Party does not support. Pardon me for realizing where the GOP won big time were in places that worked to secure the vote with voter ID, partisan poll watchers, paper ballots and machines that didn't suddenly malfunction. Pardon me for believing Carrie Lake won, while 30% of voting machines malfunctioned in Maricopa County, the only county in the country to see that kind of a change, with, by the way, Katie Hobbs being the Secretary of State in charge of elections. Nothing to see here, right? She refused to recuse herself from election involvement despite being the Secretary of State. Pardon me for believing black Americans might be tired of any city, inner-city crime. More black children being aborted than being born, and the chances of their young men growing up fatherless, uneducated, involved in criminal activity, and ultimately ultimately, in early death. Pardon me for believing American parents would vote against the sexualization of our children and transgender nonsense. Pardon me for believing American parents might vote against those who cause their children to be behind in all of their subjects because of COVID restrictions that were absurd Pardon me for believing the overwhelming objection to an open border flooded with 5 million illegals since Joe Biden took office. Pardon me for believing Americans want to stop the 107,000 overdose deaths last year with 70% from fentanyl and most in young people. Pardon me for thinking someone might be interested in finding the origin of the COVID virus. Pardon me for questioning Hunter Biden's laptop, Russia collusion, the Biden criminal enterprise, the war in Ukraine, the DHS and FBI actually being involved in censoring social media. Pardon me for thinking Americans only want to work one full-time job to pay their bills. Pardon me for believing people wouldn't vote for higher gas, home heating, and grocery prices. Pardon me for thinking asking for an ID to vote is not onerous. It's honorable and just. Pardon me for thinking the American people might vote against a party that would lie about a bill like the Inflation Reduction Act to cover up its Green New Deal payoff and 87,000 IRS agents to go after all of us. Pardon me for believing America is not racist. In fact, it's the least racist country ever, where people of all colors have achieved the greatest riches and acclaim in the history of mankind. (laughs) So pardon me for voting Republican and pardon me for believing in America as founded. So I would venture to say that those who are feeling down in the mouth this morning to brush yourself off, pick yourself up, realize that many races are still in the air. Okay. Realizing the chances of us having the house are gigantic. The house of the, the the Senate is still in the balance, but keep your chin up, soldier on and be ready to fight. We didn't lose. We didn't win as much as we thought we would win, but we won. Let's take a break and come back. Chuck, you'll be up first. This is The Rob Carson Show.
0: Sleepy Joe. Joe Biden's been asleep for years. This has to be a wake up call and shine a bright spotlight on anything like this behavior anywhere. It's The Rob Carson Show.
2: It is the day after Election Day. 2022, Elise Stefanik is a uh, representative in New York, and uh, New York, by the way, flipped majorly, even though Kathy Hochul is the uh, governor, and uh, and New York City is going to get what it deserves, by the way. They, uh, they elected a bad mayor who's making things worse, and now they've elected apparently a, uh, a governor who's going to do the same thing
4: speaker, and I'm running for re-election as House Republican Conference Chair. Uh, We successfully unified Republicans, and we're going to win back the House and fire Nancy Pelosi once and for all. My two top priorities when it comes to political uh, and delivering this House flip to fire Nancy Pelosi and save America, we swept in these New York races. We could win the majority in New York alone. We picked up four seats and held all of our Republicans. That's pretty big. And this is a state like New York. No one in the mainstream media saw that coming. We won two in the Hudson Valley. We've picked up two on long island in addition the number of republican women that i've worked to recruit and invest in that is going to be how we build our historic majority uh and i have overwhelming support from my colleagues which is you know who i work with as the house republican conference chair and i'm honored to have the support of president trump as well
2: yeah all right there you go now i was making some notes last night about last night i'll get to those in a second let me go to chuck in waco texas uh chuck welcome to the show man what's going on
5: Hey, Rob, you're doing a great job. Russ would be so proud of you. Thank you, sir. I, I called because uh, I'm down here in Texas, of course, and we got rid of Beto, thank God. Yay! And it's a cute thing. Uh, we're right on the lake on Belton, and, and my wife gets mad at me. But 11 o'clock in the morning and about 7 in the evening, I always go out, and I, like I dummy, I scream, let's go, Brandon, and bye-bye, Beto. <laughs> and now the whole community here is, yelling back at me doing the same thing it's hilarious
2: i love it i love i love love the fact that beto o'rourke the chosen one of the democrat party they spent 165 billion dollars on this doofus and he got curb stopped all three times that he got elected i love this
5: yeah, and he needs to go on unemployment. You know what I mean? Just give it up.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think I think he's done. But uh, what do you think about the, uh, the governor's race there? That's, that's good news uh, with regard to uh, your governor. How do you feel about the state of Texas? How do you, how do you feel about living in the state of Texas today? Because I know you're not disheartened like so many Republicans around the country who expected us to have a 30-point advantage in the House. What do you think?
5: No. They're not going to steal my sunshine, and, I, you know, I think we need to finish the wall. And I don't know why we can't uh, electrify the top of that thing. I'm a hard line. I'm a Marine, so I'm an old guy. So, <laughs> you know, electrify it. You can get a car all you want to, and if you get the top, you're going to get zapped. And so that happens a couple times, and it's going to stop, you know?
2: Uh, you You would think. You would think. Uh, Chuck, I, I want to thank you for calling today, man, and, uh, and brightening all of our days. And yeah, I hear oh. a couple of the notes. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead.
5: Rob, I got one last thing. So, yeah, yeah. I want you to push this. Everybody, not, don't eat turkey this year. Go yes, get sir. a duck, take one leg off of it, and serve it. And that'll be in honor of Joe Biden being the lame duck president.
2: There you go. <laughs> Let's get some duck. Let's have some duck for uh, for Thanksgiving this year. Unfortunately, I think a lot of people are going to be eating ravioli uh, because of Joe Biden's economy. But that's fine with me. We've got a lot of things to be thankful for, Chuck. I appreciate the phone call. So, just think about this, okay? Uh, the uh, Americans are not, believe it or not, I, I know it's hard to believe in, in this time when we look at the polling uh, and we look at what happened yesterday versus what we wanted to happen yesterday. We still have victories, kids, despite uh, government collusion with uh, with the mainstream media and big social media, despite almost 100 percent negative coverage in the media of Republican candidates. We still stomped Democrats in New York and we stomped them in Florida. The biggest night of the midterm was in Florida by 20 points. By 20 points. Marco Rubio and Ron DeSantis. They did it with election laws, election security like no other state. They also did it by keeping the feds out and not involved with it. Joe Biden sent feds, the DOJ sent feds to 20 states around the country to monitor the election. DeSantis said, nah, I don't think so. And look what happened. Then look what happened in, uh, in Arizona. Americans are not down with defunding the police. We are not. We are not down with an open border. CRT, radical transgender ide- ideology in schools. We're not down with a woke military. We, don't, we want energy independence. We don't want electric cars. Americans are not down with the displacement of women in sports and politics by men. Democrats do not win in the arena of ideas. They cannot tell you the truth about who they are. You'll notice this in all of their ads. None of them say that we are. They, they had to forget the defund the police actually as part of their lexicon. They like to say things like they are pro-choice instead of pro-abortion until the baby is born. Democrats cannot win without mail-in voting and other questionable practices. And the only reason they desire more complicated and extracted voting is purely deceptive. It's not about access. It's about cheating. Let's go to Don in Baltimore with his thoughts on this uh, midterm election post-show. What's going on, my friend?
8: Well, kind of disappointed because allegedly uh, we're supposed to be honored with the fact that uh, we've elected Wes Moore into the statehouse. I think it's more along the lines of Wes Moore or less because what we're dealing with here, he had put out a book earlier in which he is claiming that he was working with a family in the area. Of a police sergeant that was shot and killed during a robbery. Now, if you ask the family about it, the family's never talked to him. There's been no mention of it made. There's been no contact with him. And yet, he is uh, basically claiming all he's done this and that with the family. But to a greater degree, with funding for Baltimore City public schools, it's been absolute. It's been a joke. A couple yeah. of years ago.
2: Hey Don, I've got a I've got a run. We're up against a hard break. Don, can you call back? Do me a favor. Call back. We've got a special guest coming up: John Jordan, uh, former senior naval intelligence officer, attorney, political commentator, to talk about last night and a demographic, demographic shift that took place in the country that is dramatic for the GOP. And you could thank Donald Trump for that. This is the Rob Carson Show.
0: has been waging a war on america for decades that's not right it's not fair and we're quite simply not gonna take it anymore honestly it's not fair to the world it's the rob carson show
2: it is a post edition uh post election edition of the rob carson show joining us on the newsmax hotline john jordan former senior naval intelligence officer attorney political commentator economist board member of overseers at stanford university's hoover institute did i miss anything did I
3: miss anything on your York? No, I I think you pretty much pretty much encapsulated it there, Rob. Yeah,
2: yeah. Now we were talking off here, uh, a lot of people when they woke up this morning were hoping that uh, Republicans would have uh, have swept to victory like we had hoped. Uh, we we were going to look at this uh, midterm as a victory for common sense, uh, a rejection of uh, wokeism and all that. And to some degree it was just maybe not uh, the magnitude of which we had wanted. Uh, your thoughts this morning uh, since you got up and now that you've had a chance to digest what is- happened and where do we head from here
3: well first of all the in the big in the big news department the growth of the Republican Party amongst Latinos and people of color is real yes this is the collapse of the coalition of the ascendant the permanent permanent Democrat majority narrative that they've been pushing for 10 years you can put a stake in that one because that one's dead Rob after what we saw in Florida and what we're seeing in Nevada and in Arizona. Arizona's not yet called yet, but yep. uh, Carrie Lake is only 10,000 or so votes behind, and Rob uh, and, and Mr. Masters is only about 75,000 votes behind her. That's really possible. And it looks like the only incumbent statewide elected officials in the entire country to get knocked off are both Democrats and both in Nevada, a hugely Latino state. So I think you're seeing that and some results in Texas along the Rio Grande Valley, including some state legislative races there, that we are on our way with Latinos, and that bodes well for us in national elections going forward. Yeah,
2: and also, I, I had mentioned this right. yesterday, we always thought, and I think you're about my age, I think we're both uh, Gen Xers, uh, you know, when Ronald Reagan was elected, it was kind of the end, I guess, to some degree, not completely, of the country club blue-blood uh, uh, Republican. Uh, some of those still remained. We 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 uh, continued with a couple of dynasties, the Bush dynasty and, uh, to a lesser degree, the Cheney dynasty, which are both now in our rearview mirror. Uh, yeah, those are called those are called
3: Democrats now, Rob.
2: Yes, yes, yes. But when you look at uh, what uh, what changed the party, really, in the most profound fashion that I have ever seen, and you have ever seen in our lifetime, Donald Trump did that. We became the party of the working class. It, it is really remarkable when you sit and you look at the Republican Party right now versus the Republican Party even ten years ago, even hell, even even five years ago. Donald Trump ushered in a lot of amazing things, including an appeal to those who have uh, who have never gotten anything from being affiliated with the, Rep- the Democrat Party, like people of color. And we saw a move away from the Democrat Party, not only from Hispanics, like you mentioned, but also uh, blacks, uh, particularly with uh, black men. Um, what do you think about about that? Because that is uh, gigantic when you consider yes. where we were with uh, you know Barack Obama in the White House.
3: Yeah, it's a staggering achievement what President Trump was able to do and basically saving the Republican Party from the demographic destiny that the Democrats had uh, condemned it to. And they may have been right had Donald Trump not uh, achieved this. Now, I'm going to go out on a limb, and this may be controversial, okay. but we have to ask ourselves as a party now, um, you know, you have a use football and you have a quarterback that's really good that turns your team around. But then you got to ask yourself, is he the quarterback of the future? And I think that's the question that Republicans have to ask themselves, you know, even in spite of the fact that the, the America owes President Trump an enormous, enormous debt of, of gratitude, is he the right guy to lead it going to the next election? Because even if he is the nominee and he's the right guy, he's constitutionally limited to one term, which constrains him politically because he wouldn't be able to run for re-election. And he is almost, it will be as old as Joe Biden at the time. Is he that guy? And that's the, that's the big question now.
2: Well, I am... Uh, I- I'm not ready to throw uh, Donald Trump under the bus because as of last week, he had over 70 percent support from Republicans. So I don't think we're quite ready to uh, pass that baton. Now, that said, I said this months ago, I said if there were one person who could step into the presidency... As is right now. If there's one person I believe that could step in the presidency, well, other than Donald Trump, because Donald Trump certainly did, and he changed the world, and I'm not saying he is done. But the only person that I see anywhere in the Republican Party who could assume the helm of the presidency and perform the same fashion with the same uh, uh, platform and value set and direction of the country as Donald Trump, it would be Ron DeSantis.
3: Oh, absolutely! There is no other option in the Republican Party. I mean, if if, if Donald Trump's not the guy or chooses not to run, there is only one choice. And I think this is um, a question that uh, people th- throughout Republic, Republican world and right-thinking people are going to have to consider in the next uh, year or so. Because I do think that you're going to have both guys run. I just I just don't see how that doesn't happen.
2: Well, how do you see uh, in a primary situation, Trump and DeSantis? Uh, who do you think is going to win that? I mean, either way, they're going to be uh, incredible candidates. Even with either one of them become the candidate, they're going to be incredible candidates.
3: Uh, I tell you how I see it. I see it becoming bitter, perhaps between those two men. I I hope not. Between DeSantis supporters and Trump supporters. They're all they're the same people. We are the same people. So I don't see it becoming a big, ugly. I think whoever becomes the nominee, the losing side will coalesce rapidly around him because Trump people like DeSantis and DeSantis people like um, Trump. So I think they may get contentious and may get sporty and may get chippy. But I think that the party would come together at the end. Well, I think
2: that Donald Trump has the, uh, has the best interests of the American people in, in uh, mind in everything he does. He proved that with his presidency. He's a guy who lost a billion dollars of his own net worth while uh, Nancy Pelosi increased her uh, uh, value uh, making $180,000 a year, uh, so I, I think that he has the uh, the best um, uh, interests of the American people at heart, uh, and and I believe also the you know there were a lot of uh, attention being uh, focused on him calling uh, Ron DeSantis Ron DeSantis sanctimonious. To me, that was two Rams butting heads. For the charge of the herd, to yeah, some no, degree, it wasn't, you know? I don't think
3: Rob, that was two rams butting heads. That was one guy taking a shot at another guy, and the other guy hadn't done anything. To okay, him. okay. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, you know, two rams kind of implies two. They were going at it. They okay, 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 okay. Yeah, okay. Um, and that's the kind of thing that I think concerns some conservatives that agree with Trump on every single issue. And I'm one of those guys that agrees with Trump. And I think he's a great man and was a great president. But the question is, when the fate of the country is at stake, do you want a guy that's going to commit unforced errors? And is this the guy you want who's constrained by law to only run one term? So I, I think it's an open question, but I mm-hmm. would, I will support whoever wins the nomination.
2: Um, what about in election integrity? Uh, clearly, the, it, it's interesting because the place where there was the most election integrity uh, just happened to be Florida, and uh, there was a dramatic turnaround, particularly Miami Dade, with regard to uh, Republicans. I mean, that was blue, uh, Democrat, Democrat, Democrat. I mean, by thirty points in the last election, and uh, and Rubio and uh, and DeSantis turned that sucker around in a dramatic fashion. <laughs>
3: Epic- it's even more dramatic than that, right? Not, Miami-Dade used to be a place where Republicans just had to keep the, you know, had to keep from being blown out. We'd make up for it in the, you know, Orlando, Tampa, and the Panhandle. Now we're actually winning it outright, and you know it's just as shocking as not getting any ink Rob, at all. Because you're the only this is the only time I've even seen it discussed. Is that they won Palm Beach County yeah, too? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and Broward County was was close. Um, this is a staggering achievement, and I think something that will spread across. You can't. This cannot be contained within the the state lines of Florida. This is going to spread, and it is spread somewhat in Nevada right now.
2: Well, you, I mean, just look at the reaction that people across the country have to Ron DeSantis. I mean, very. Very rarely do people look at, uh, uh, for lack of a better term, uh, uh, politician porn on the Internet and, and, and uh, you know, repost things uh, with, reg- you know, with the same, uh, I guess, uh, passion that they do with Ron DeSantis and, and also Donald Trump. Let's look at, uh, at Arizona. Uh, Maricopa County yesterday, about 25 to 30 percent of the voting machines were not working correctly. Uh, I like to use the expression very popular this last year. You had one job. All right. Uh, what, what, do you say, what do you say about uh, Maricopa County and the fact also that uh, Katie Hobbs just happens to be <clears throat> the person in charge of elections in Arizona?
3: Uh, Daddy Hobbs is in addition to being the Secretary of State of Arizona and somebody who should recuse herself, is actually probably the most annoying human I've ever seen on TV. She talks like a six-year-old. It's just I I don't know. She drives me crazy, Rob. I can't and she just it's ridiculous. So yeah, you have one job. The county of Maricopa couldn't get in. Maricopa is a huge county. Um, it looked, you know, Trump barely lost there in 2020. There's something wrong here with the numbers. That's why I think that Masters really has a chance, yeah. and I think that um, Carrie Lake is actually going to win. You know, you don't have. I mean, the polling really showed Carrie Lake way up in Arizona, and she's down now. The polling not off that much. There's a, a big. There's a Republican vote that's still coming in. Carrie Lake's running about uh, 75,000 votes ahead of Blake Masters, and that me, but if Kerry Lake can pull him across and, and win by a hundred thousand votes, that might pull in Arizona. And if we win Nevada, which it looks like we are, we just have to win one of Nevada, Arizona, and Georgia to claim the majority. And that might put a little more of a little pinkish hue on uh, last night's events.
2: Absolutely, and. Um... Also, we just found out this morning, Ron Johnson is officially the, uh, the winner in the state of Wisconsin. Uh, and that was a tougher race than I thought it would be when you consider the extremism of his opponent uh, and the state of, uh, of Wisconsin. What do you think about uh, all of the things? That, if you look at the, the country, the country says uh, 70% of us say the country is going in the wrong direction. Uh, you've got 90% of us saying that the economy is the main issue. But somehow, apparently, the uh, the abortion panic that the Democrat uh, Party uh, uh, inflicted upon all of us us uh appeared to have worked to some degree also the painting of uh MAGA republicans as extreme also appeared to work in some uh, uh some fashion with regard to uh, getting where we wanted to be as far as republican victories are concerned uh what are your thoughts about what really concerns americans and where we go from here um with the country
3: Okay, well, that's a magnificent question, and that is the question that's going to define the 2024 race and America's future. Since 2016, Americans have been we're always divided into red and blue, but this division between love Trump and hate Trump, team blue, team pro-Trump, team, team me and MAGA, so, so this chasm between the two is so wide now. And it's not just wide, it's visceral, it's emotional. Yeah and you care about your team. And what happened with Democrats in this case and what we didn't understand, and maybe the Democrats did, or it was an accident on their part, is that when they did the abortion thing, it wasn't really about abortion. That was just a homing beacon. So you knew that your blue team needed you. And these, this is so passionate. People are so passionate right now about which team they're on. The tribalism is so strong that people just kind of that that subsumed how they felt about the issue. So they would intellectually tell a pollster, I'm concerned about inflation, and they are concerned about it. But they'll be dam- they'll be damned if they're going to turn on their team yeah, yeah. and their tribe. And I think that Either Americans have to suffer a lot more or we need a different um, different people at the top of the ticket, Canada quality, that are can give people psychologically what's called a permission structure to break up with their team or to side with issues instead of team. But team and tribe is what we saw last night. We saw that in Trump at all.
2: Yeah, but I'm going to tell you, the Democrats threw everything they could at this. They also had control of the mainstream media, big social media. Look at uh, the fact that Twitter has been purchased, Facebook is losing. Losing money. Those are major victories. CNN Plus did a face plant. A lot of MSV, NBC, and CNN, they're doing face plants. Those to me are victories. The Republican Party was defi- divided. If we had a winning front, everybody uh, in, all in on the Republican Party, I think we would have had the victories that we needed last night. The Democrat Party was all in. But uh, Mitch McConnell was on an island uh, versus Trump supporters. So I think that uh, who would you blame more for not getting what we expected yesterday, the GOP leadership or Donald Trump?
3: I hate to say it, but I, both are to blame. But, uh, you know, candidate quality matters, I think. You know, if we'd have had, um, you know, some stronger candidates in some of these states, I mean, I don't want to dance on the graves of some of these ones, especially when they're sure. still outstanding. But you know, I think we, we could have. I think that N- N- New Hampshire probably was winnable with yeah. somebody that, yeah, with with somebody a little different. I think there's some other races we could have won. We left some meat on the table because of candidate quality. Hey, can and you, I'm not a fan of Mitch McConnell. John, can you do me, me a favor? John,
2: John, can you do me a favor? I want you to hold on for the next segment. Can you do that? You bet. All right, hold on just a second. We're talking to John Jordan. Uh, Your calls are welcome, 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show.
7: I will take care of this. I will end this. I will make sure we have a plan. He got 81 million
0: votes. Yeah, right. It's The Rob Carson Show. Don't worry.
2: John Jordan joins us on the Newsmax hotline. I won't bother to read his uh, entire resume. Uh, I'll just say political pundit in the know, and uh, we've been talking about the Latino vote and the uh, dramatic shift that it uh, that took place in the Republican Party, because there's a lot of real positives that took place in the last uh, two almost two years of the Biden administration. We've seen uh, the death of traditional, or at least the dying throes of traditional big social media and their absolute control over thought. We've seen the exposure of uh, the Biden agenda. We've seen in the uh, exposure of uh, the abject corruption of the deep state in Washington, D.C., and it looks like we might be able to uh, <clears throat> to investigate some of that. It looks like maybe uh, the January 6th uh, committee, for instance, is now toast. That's a big thing. But let's go with the Latino vote. And uh, you had some thoughts, uh, John, about the Latino vote and what a bellwether shift it is for the uh, Republican Party and what it could mean for victories yet to be announced this midterm.
3: Yeah, this is what happened with the Latino vote is another data point that continues to point even better and better for Republicans going forward. We talked about the enormous red wave in Florida on how big it was. Guess what? That was powered by Latinos, folks. Yeah, yeah. That's how that happened. And you look at the places where Republicans underperformed. We talked about this during the break. Virginia's Districts 2, 7, 10, New Hampshire, 2, um, and a host of other ones. Um those were the, w- those were white districts when de- when the in those districts and states where the Democrat coalition is absolutely dependent upon the so-called Obama coalition, the Democrats really they underperformed mm-hmm. in the districts which were re- suburban, largely white, where Republican you know, sub- that's where that's where we the red wave fell apart. So you're looking at the the Obama the collapse, the Obama coalition, and it's being replaced by a working class coalition yeah. of Republicans. Um, so that's why you're seeing what you're seeing in Arizona and uh, Nevada and Florida. And you see disasters in places like New Hampshire and, and uh, Virginia.
2: Uh, it's uh, it's interesting to me that. uh I think probably it was Sonny Hostin calling white women cockroaches. I think that's what really did it. I think that really, really did it. No, I'm just kidding, of course.
3: I mean, <laughs> they all love her. You know, let's face it. You know, that view crowd. You know, they, they believe in Team Blue. They believe in the college. They believe this stuff in college. So many the flag abortion. It's about abortion, but it's not. It's a homing beacon, and they go flocking to it, and they vote for it. We're going to have to figure that part out. That you mentioned during the break, you know, I'm in California. Yes, sir. You look at the Calif, the L.A. mayor's race that got I no know. play last night. It's right? Still neck and neck. But that's a that's really really close, and that's basically a Republican versus Democrat yep. uh, race because Rick Cruz was basically a Republican. Even the Democrat Karen Bass said he was, and he was two years ago. And then you look at like California 27, Mike Garcia against Christy Smith in the L.A. suburbs. He's beating. This is the third time in a If you count the special and and last time, the third time in a row, he beat her. So you're starting to see in some of these brownish areas that are starting to go red, while a lot of the white bred, suburban, college educated, you know, everybody that went to Bryn Mawr (laughs) or Oberlin, for example, um, are going blue.
2: Yeah, yeah. Listen, we've got to run uh, right now, but uh, let me just ask you um, in 30 seconds optimism about the next two years? What's going to happen the next two years? Because it appears that Joe Biden's agenda at least is is, is stalled
3: yeah, it's stalled. How well Joe Biden does depends upon his how adroit he is in trying to pull a Bill Clinton. Or are they just going to settle for, you know, World War One trench warfare, and finger-pointing? I think it's going to be the latter, and that's yeah, why messaging too. is so important and uh, whoever the nominee in 2024 is going to be so important. But the good news is, temporarily, we've got a reprieve from the Biden agenda, at least at the legislative level.
2: All right, John Jordan, I greatly appreciate you joining me today, and I'd love to have you on again soon, my brother, if you decide to start your own state in california i make a state of inebriation
3: is what i'm going to call it right here in my wiring
2: (laughs) all right buddy let's take a break you are listening to the rob carson show
0: rush limbaugh shared his comedy for years now you'll hear it here it's the rob carson show
2: it is our number two of the rob carson show as midterm week continues and we realize that there was actually a red wave and there are still 44, uh, 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 what, seats to be seated in the uh, House Representative, three outstanding in the Senate. Right now, Republicans ahead in both, and uh, hopefully, presumably, uh, the Republicans will take over House of uh, Representatives very soon. It's almost a fait accompli, like the only way that it couldn't happen is if Democrats decided to try and steal it. You know, which is what they kind of like to do. But that said, let's focus on the positive. Let's focus on the fact that 75% of Americans think the country's going in the wrong direction. 80% of us are concerned about inflation. 80% of us want voter Integrity and uh, the uh, the the Democrats made the race about abortion in January the sixth, which worked beautifully for some people in the Democrat Party who uh, only watch CBS, NBC, ABC, CNN, MSNBC, PBS, and listen to NPR. Otherwise, uh, January 6th is not going to help you heat your house this winter. And despite the fact that you voted against abortion restrictions and all of that, you know, and the new Green Deal and your electric car and everything, um, you cannot pay for $6 gas with an abortion card. It's, It's just not happening. So I thought you should know that, that as you realize in the victory that you, you put Republicans in a corner on that January 6th thing and the abortion thing, uh, you still have to go to the grocery store and pay about 800% higher uh, inflation or have 800% higher inflation than you did when Donald Trump was a president. So enjoy. Enjoy. Yeah, you do. Oh, and another thing. Joe Biden says he's not going to do anything differently. Woo! Which is perfect. Because uh, in 2024, Roe v. Wade won't be on the ballot, and neither will January the 6th. Thought you should know. Oh, did you realize that uh, Republicans on Wednesday got 6 million more votes than Democrats? Yeah. This is brand new from Jim Gossett. Because we like to make a point with humor
9: here. Conservatives have a right to be sore Because the GOP should have won much more yep. Every toss-up race went to a Democrat No coincidence, I can tell you that You get six million votes, more than they got uh-huh. But when it comes to pickups, you don't get squapped A handful of seats no one can explain I know there's fraud, because i got a brain <laughs> we know the media will a thing <clears throat> About cheap by mail or ballot harvesting you win so big and gain so small We barely took the House at all You get six million more than they receive. Something is fishy, don't be deceived Democrats will win by any means they owe their soul. Now they sold it. To the voting machine. Do, do,
2: do, 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 do. If you want to hear uh, the uh, great satire and the great guests and my commentary, you can hear it on the podcast, by the way. In case you didn't know, we take the show and we uh, take all the commercials out of it, and uh, then we edit it down to about two hours, and you can listen to it. Hey, it's perfect if you're working out or you're walking the dog or you, you know, don't want to listen to your SIG other, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, just go to NewsmaxTV.com slash podcasts. NewsmaxTV.com slash podcasts. So Joe Biden says he's not going to change it all. He's going to keep things going exactly the way he's been doing them, which I'm perfectly fine with. Go for it, please. Keep screwing things up. Uh, the SS Bitanic, the, the back half of the ship is still floating. It is, it is. It's bobbing right there. And it kind of righted itself after the bow went down. And uh, and so right now, the back end of the Titanic, which is the uh, second half of his presidency, is still bobbing above the water. And here's Joe Biden yesterday uh, saying that what he's going to do in the two years uh, were all the three
7: things that he wanted to do in the first place. So I'm not going to change. Matter of fact, you know, there's some things I want to change and add to. For example, we've had passed the most... Bipartisan. We passed the most extensive gun legislation. Anti, you know, yeah,
2: they would like one Republican vote. It was probably
7: Liz Cheney. That ain't bipartisan. You know, rational gun policy in 30 years, and but we didn't ban assault weapons. I'm going to ban... That's
2: okay. okay I already got one, and this isn't going to work because you don't have control of the House anymore.
7: And ...assault weapons are going to try like the devil. So I'm not going to change the direction. I said I ran for three reasons. I'm yes. going to continue to stay where I am, and I know I fully understand yeah. the legitimate... Concerned that what I'm saying is wrong. Okay.
2: Okay. Did what did you hear
7: what he just said there? Hold on one second. The legitimate concern that what I'm saying is wrong.
2: I absolutely
7: agree. Okay. One is that I said we're going to restore the soul of the country. Begin to treat each other with decency.
2: (laughs) That is fantastic.
7: I mean, that is wow. When are you going to start that one? Honor and integrity. Yeah. And it's starting to happen. People are... St- Honor and integrity. The, 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 the conversations are becoming more normal. Becoming yeah, I only got called a Nazi four times on Twitter last night. More, more. how can I say it? Uh, um, decent. Second thing I said was I want to build a country from the middle out, the bottom up. And that way everybody does... Fun. Oh, I think
2: we're going bottom down. I'm thinking the bottom falling out. But go ahead.
7: And I'm tired of trickle down. Not a whole lot trickles down when you trickle down to hard-working folks.
2: Well, that happens when you get older, Joe. You know, you'll be standing there in the bathroom all night long.
7: The third thing I know is still very hard. I'm going to do everything in my power to see through to reunite the country. It's hard to sustain yourself as a leading democracy in the world if you can't ge- ge- can't generate some unity.
2: And by God, uh, he tried very hard to bring us
7: together during that first term, and we just wouldn't do it. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans... ...represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations oh, okay. of our republic. To, mm. MAGA Republicans do not respect the... That con- is not uniting. ...constitution. They're MAGA Republicans. It's like 70 million people. Extreme MAGA... It makes me closer
2: to like 81
7: million. ...Republicans. MAGA Republicans extreme MAGA ideology... Not uniting. MAGA Republicans are... MAGA Republicans are... MAGA forces are determined to take this country back. I guess he maybe forgot about that. Oh, oh,
2: and here's what he wants to do with all that infrastructure money, you know, because uh, shovel ready and all that crap. Which means, of course, that if the Democrats say shovel ready, you should have a shovel ready because
7: you are going to be shoveling through a lot of, uh, you know what, Uh, here is the big priority. Can you help us make sure we're able to have high speed rail rail service from Scranton to New York? That's from that's from a, that's from a listener, l- l- listener. Can you help us make sure we're able to You're making fun of his stutter. No have high speed rail serv r- 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 rail sir. Nobody
2: knew he had one until like he was the president, and that happened a long time ago. Service from
7: Scranton to New York. High speed rail from Scranton to New York. New York City. I said, Yeah, we can. We can. First of all, It'll make it a lot easier, take a lot of vehicles off the road.
2: It would it would probably take at least 32 people to New York City and back every day. And we have more money in the... In the Definitely worth the
7: hundreds of millions of dollars. Pot now, already, already out there, we voted for, than the entire money we spent on Amtrak to begin with.
2: There you go, yeah. Invest in Amtrak, that's a good idea. To Scranton! Bet of democracy in America and industry. Only if you have a small paper company though. High speed rail to news. Good idea, high-speed rail to Scranton from New York. That'll that definitely, honestly, this is why you you know you voted for democracy and you voted for Democrats because you know high-speed rail from Scranton to New York City. I'm thinking not a whole lot from New York City to Scranton. I could be wrong. Nothing against Scranton. Uh, oh oh oh, this is kind of interesting. Uh, Megan Kelly last night was on with Eric Bowling on Newsmax, and and uh, you know you got to have a day or so to kind of put things in perspective. And as uh, as we you know kind of uh, fight through the, you know, you ever seen that, uh, like in Romancing the Stone when Michael Douglas had the machete and they're going through the jungle and they're, der, 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 they're trying to get through there and they're chopping and all that. That's what you do the day after the election and then all of a sudden you get through, you break through. In, uh, in uh, Romancing the Stone, they found a skeleton and it scared the crap out of him. Uh, that's not the uh, instance here. But we have to chop through a lot of stuff to get through the clearing. And the clearing is that uh, Joe Biden's presidency is, by and large, done.
10: I mean, that's the thing, Eric. So it's like you can spend a lot of time looking your wounds about what, what might have been. But let's take a look at what appears to be. And that is the Biden presidency, for all intents and purposes, is done. His his legislative agenda is over.
2: Why do you think it's taken so long to count the
10: votes? The GOP is going going to stop and stymie everything he tries to shove down their throats now in a way that they only dream and
2: let's not forget the
9: investigations
2: lots and lots of investigations
10: of being able to do for the past two years think of all that he's done think of the inflation reduction act and how build back better kept coming back in one form or another the crazy far left green agenda the reason we're in this as you know inflationary spiral uh for one of the main reasons is they're overspending there was nobody there to stop it and there was nobody there to really challenge it in any meaningful way. Maybe we'll finally find out how COVID started Ooh. and prevent another pandemic. If well, someone forgot about that, somebody actually looks into it like they'll do. In the house, maybe we'll find out what's happening along the southern border.
2: Oh yeah, we kind of would like to know that because all the people dying and everything.
10: Maybe we'll find out whether Joe and Hunter actually did commit some sort of fraud or other.
2: Well, just read the hard drive; it's right there.
10: Inappropriate dealings in their overseas uh, excursions. I don't know, but I'd love to have answers and a willing. Oh, I think most of us would.
2: Yeah. yeah. But we're waiting, 44 uh, House seats and three uh, Senate seats. And uh, and we're also waiting on Carrie Lake, by the way. Carrie Lake, her election. And and the thing is, they've got, uh, what, 560,000 ballots still to be counted. Those are, by and large, the one that showed up on Election Day. Who are those people? Those are people, and there's no doubt about this. There's no doubt about this. Republicans waited to vote in person. Many of them took their mail-in ballots that were sent them and brought them to the polling locations in Maricopa County and others on Election Day. That's how we roll. Because... Uh, We won't be fooled again. I've got audio from Carrie Lake last night. Also, uh, a report. uh, Harmeet Dillon is down there, and she is a terrific, terrific uh, uh, lawyer. And she's looking into it. Rick Grinnell from Newsmax in Arizona with some uh, really, really great observations with what's going on in Maricopa County. And, of course, your phone calls here at 800-922-6680. This, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show.
0: They shut down your kid's school. They forced them to wear masks. They taught them CRT and radical transgender nonsense. Now, Mama Bear and Papa Bear are pissed. It's the Rob Carson Show.
2: This is uh, a live shot uh, two days ago in Maricopa County at the Election HQ.
11: The and the recorder run uh, elections here in Maricopa County as a team. And we're very excited about how uh, things are going today on Election Day. We had all 223 vote centers have opened. We've already had over 45. 45- in
2: Maricopa County, about 30% of them uh, went down. 1,000 people who have checked in and and
11: already voted today. We did want to come out and discuss one issue that's going on out there in about 20%
2: 20%.
11: of the vote centers. Again, we have 223 vote centers across the county. In about 20% of those, uh, when people will go and they try and run the uh, ballot through this tabulator, maybe one out of every five or so of those ballots, they're not going through.
2: Yeah, there you go. You know, you only had uh, what uh, about a year or two to go to do this and get it figured out, and you had one job. You, you just had one job, and we're still waiting because another five hundred sixty thousand votes are still yet to be counted. Those should all a good share of them go to Carrie uh, Lake, probably over seventy percent of them, because they are Republicans who waited to the day of to vote, took their mail-in ballots that were sent, most probably against their wishes, didn't request them, took them, went to the ballots Mar- in public County, and uh, went to uh, cast their vote. They had all sorts of problems. There were printers without toner. There were there was a million different things, a myriad different things. But here is Carrie Lake last night. She was talking with Tucker about what happened there and what she expects will.
12: I, I feel 100% certain I'm going to win. The question is how big will that win be? Can you believe this, Tucker? We still have 650,000 votes that have not been counted. And guess who these voters are? They're the people who showed up. On election day, right. they're the people. Two hundred and seventy-five thousand of them are people who brought their mail-in ballots to the polls on election day because they don't trust the mail and they don't trust the drop boxes. So, guess who those voters are? There are voters. Ding, 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 ding. And we're only down by a few thousand votes right now. When those votes come in, I think we're going to see a lot of liberal minds kind of blowing up. I,
2: uh, I certainly hope so. I certainly hope so. But I'm not uh, holding my breath until we know the uh, official results. Here's a little bit more from Kerry.
12: I'm not shocked at all. I mean, they've been calling me an election denier. I've been sounding the alarm on 2020 November. You
2: can't have another opinion about anything that's disinformation.
12: A third election, which was disastrous, and we had problems in the August 2nd primary as well and now we have the same problems they have all this time to get this figured out and you know where the main problems are twice? I, uh,
2: I understand that uh, starbucks serves 60 million cups of coffee every day and very rarely do they get them wrong they misspell your name on the label i get that completely but it's amazing
12: 20 percent of those machines went down the tabulator machines and i noticed they were primarily in republican areas of town arcadia anthem a lot of different areas it was really really a shame. We ended up voting in a very liberal part of town because we can choose which vote center to go to. And they said they'd had no problems.
2: Oh, that's kind of weird. It's just kind of weird how that happens. Uh, we've got Ed in Tucson on the phone. Ed, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. How's things going in AZ? Good, uh, except
8: for the Carrie Lake election. Yeah. yeah. I was, I was trying to think of uh, something that would be a bigger news story than the farce of the Kerry Lake deal, and that would be if Don if, uh, Jr. went out with uh, Chelsea Clinton. I was thinking that would that would do it.
2: <laughs> so, what are you hearing in Tucson this morning? By the way, uh,
8: actually, what I'm hearing is I check it all the time, and I keep hearing the same thing: yeah. terrible news. You know,
2: so I'm like, oh boy. Well, what do you mean terrible news? Uh,
8: Well, the news is that there's no news.
2: Oh, okay, I get you. I get you. Well, yeah. you know, uh, it, it's you've, you've got the, uh, the Secretary of State is running against Carrie Lake, and she's done nothing to recuse herself from the electoral process. So, you know, there's a lot of that crap going on, Ed. But uh, hold your breath, or don't hold your breath. Uh, just hang on, okay, because uh, I think good things are coming. I appreciate you calling. This is um, uh, Rick Grinnell on Newsmax. Uh, I saw him last night, I texted him, wanted him on the show today. He's got too many darn media appearances. But I thought uh, he offered some really, really... Uh, Uh, Great insight on Newsmax that was shared, by the way, across social media and on a whole bunch of talk radio shows around the country. We
11: have at least 450,000, possibly 500,000 ballots now left. We started last night with about a million ballots left. Those are almost exclusively Election Day voters, which we know are traditionally Republican.
2: Yeah, they are. The last. Four or five. Now, they show up in mass the day after. They're generally a Democrat, and like in 2020, mostly Joe Biden voters. A dump
11: of these votes, taking us from a million down to about 450,000 where we are right now. The Republican team has been winning those by 65, 70, 75 percent in each of the dumps. Yeah. We now, just so you have the exact data... Abe Hamadeh, the attorney general candidate, yes. is leading the Republican field here because he's only down by 3,900 votes. The next one right after Abe is Carrie Lake, mm-hmm. and Carrie is only down by 12,000 votes. Yeah, Blake Masters is down by 90,000 votes.
2: Yeah, there is a possibility
11: he could win. Out of those 450,000 at least, if you calculate that we are winning, let's take the lowest percentage of the night that we've seen, 60%. 60% no,
2: no, 60% is the low.
11: Sixty-five. All three of these candidates are going to win, including Secretary of State Mark Fincham.
8: Mm-hmm.
11: This is going to be a red wave. I I am absolutely confident that Kerry Lake will be governor of Arizona. Yeah. Abe Hamaday will be the Attorney General of Arizona and I believe that we are on the cusp of seeing Blake Masters completely upset the East Coast media take that 90,000 vote uh, deficit right now and turn it into a win
2: I hope so, I hope so it just makes sense, don't it? yeah, anybody studying, I don't know, facts and reason and all that stuff would say yeah, what he said, for sure but you never know with Democrats, because you know they're just not the best people. All right, let's take a break and come back. Steve, you hold on; you'll be next. This is the Rob Carson
0: Show. Joe Biden has always been a punchline. Now he's just a joke. It's the Rob Carson Show.
2: We are waiting for results out of Maricopa County in uh, in Arizona. 450,000 votes still not counted because they all came in at the last minute because uh, Republicans like to vote in person so they don't have their, uh, their votes stolen. And they also like to show an ID. I know it's kind of weird. Uh, Harmeet Dillon was on, uh, on uh, I guess, with Tucker last night talking about what's going on in Arizona. She's a, a genius. Um, lawyer, and uh, I've been on TV panels with her, and I f- always feel like, you know, uh, I don't know, I should be standing on stage with Chuck E. Cheese or something, uh, uh, singing along, because I really compared to Harmony Dell and I just, you know, sing a birthday song at Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, here she is talking about what she's doing down there. The county is way behind
4: in counting these votes. And one of the reasons here is that they switched a couple of years ago to what's called Listen to the this. Vote Center model. So instead of the old-fashioned model where you would go vote in a precinct, yeah. they actually uh, cut the number of places you could vote by two-thirds. So it made it a little harder and less accessible to vote. That's so
2: racist!
4: And then they don't have pre-printed ballots when you go to vote. So whatever, wherever you wander and show up... Well,
2: that be because it would mean you have to, I guess, print stuff.
4: They then print a ballot for. I just printed
2: some stuff right here in my office uh, just a few minutes ago,
4: which takes time. And if the printers are screwed up, and the tabulators are screwed up, which is what happened in Maricopa County, despite testing, which is the job of the county officials. Yeah. Then you have the chaos that you're seeing on. It's the hard
2: to test stuff when you got your head up your butt.
4: Screen there, and you have two-hour lines. You have poorly trained election officials who aren't used to this model, telling people they can just go to another place to vote, but. They can't when they go to the next
2: place. It's they- like when you're in the grocery store or, you know, whatever, and you ask somebody, hey, where's the whatever? They have no idea, so they just send you down to another aisle, and you go down there like, what the hell? And you turn around, and you look back, and they're gone. They're told, they're told they've already voted.
4: This disenfranchised voters yesterday, and we went to court with the two campaigns and the RNC to go and try to get a judge to keep the uh, to keep the uh, Maricopa County Voting places open longer. The judge rejected this, and so yeah, he
2: said, uh, "I'm sorry. We only allow late voting if you're a Democrat or you're dead. And in that case, it's only Democrat."
4: People were disenfranchised by this chaos, and so there's a lot of things that when Carrie Lake becomes the governor of Arizona, Woo! she needs to do to confirm to convene a legislative session to make several changes, I believe, to Arizona law. Yep. So that this never happens again, and that people can have confidence in the outcome of the elections
2: here. Yeah, we need that. And there's nothing wrong with asking for it. Not one little bit. You know, I, I thought this was a pretty good observation uh, last night by Dick Morris. And we've got to do something about outside money. And I'm all about freedom of speech, but these are all in-kind donations to Democrat candidates and Republican candidates. And when you can have a George Soros come in and spend a hundred million dollars of his money to sway things towards Democrats, and you can have Mark Zuckerberg spend a half a billion dollars. Uh, then we got a problem here because what they're doing is they're stomping on the voices and the votes of a whole lot of Americans. Here is Mr. Dick Morris on Newsmax. By the way, he has a book called The Ballots, and you should uh, you should uh, check it out.
6: We need to be aware that this country is being hijacked by a few high tech, globally billionaires who are writing fifteen and twenty million dollar checks uh from their country clubs uh in New York and Silicon Valley. And uh this is just outrageous. His
2: book is The Return, by the way. I, I slipped. The Return 911 if you want a free copy.
6: And it, there's nobody talking about it. How how do we expect these candidates to win yeah. when they have this kind of problem? Yeah. In New Hampshire, everybody was talking about uh, Bulldog, and yeah. too bad he didn't win. Yeah. Well, for goodness sakes, Bulldog spent $2 million and Hassan spent $21 million.
2: Yeah, and by the way, Rubio was outspent by millions and millions of dollars. Still managed to win. Uh, Ron Johnson's outspent by millions and millions of dollars, barely able to win. Because if you control the message and it is repeated enough and people don't hear the Republican message, that sways elections in a very unfair fashion. Oh, and then you combine it with the DHS working with, uh, you know, big social media. That also helps uh, Democrats. I hope you enjoyed the best of the Rob Carson show this weekend. If you don't know already, I am live in the famed Rush Limbaugh slot. Noon to 3 Eastern Standard Time on talk radio stations across the country and the replay of every show is available everywhere you find podcasts. Just search Rob Carson Show or go to NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast to see all available platforms. Make sure to check out my TV show on Newsmax called Rob Carson's What in the World. Follow me on social media and above all, don't catch the stupid.